The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are going higher, everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Jerry Caldwell. Jelly. (laughs) I love when I screw up, and I love to laugh at myself, so that's a good thing. But we are broadcasting live. That's right. That's why you hear mistakes like that, because we are all the way alive on the radio here from Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Good day to you, Jerry. Isn't it a beautiful day today here in Texas? It is. Beautiful, uh, sunny day. Beautiful and sunny and and bright. Not a cloud in the sky. Yeah. It was a little crisp this morning. I saw a frost on the lawn. Uh, There was frost all over my vehicle this morning when I got up at the uh, butt crack of dawn to come do my morning show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you've been on the air for a long time. Uh, You know, when we did that little, oh, and by the way, I wanted to make a correction. You know, when Marie and you and I did the show on, what what, what was it? Uh, Uh, Tuesday? Tuesday. I guess it was Tuesday. Today's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. (laughs) Right. Sometimes I know you do this, too, where you're like, what day is it? Right, right. (laughs) I think everybody out there listening does. But, you know, when I was going on and on about the movie, you know, and that it was Dumb and Dumber, I've never seen the whole movie Dumb and Dumber. It was Tommy Boy that I was talking about. Yes, and that that song song does exist in Tommy Boy. It does. And so just a correction there uh, on that. Uh, But... Yeah, it's been a very interesting and emotional morning for me, <laughs> which is a good and a bad thing. I don't know. I'm going to Interesting ask. and emotional? Did it have something to do with that puppet dog whose picture oh, yeah. you sent me? Yes. I, uh, I bought a dog today to basically rescue it from the situation it was in. I'm going to consult with an attorney before I go any further with the conversation because um, I don't want to, um, I never want to do any harm. I live a life of ahimsa. Uh, but I just, you know, I, 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 you can't even believe this poor little thing. Just, you know, we've got him here. He's downstairs with Marie. She's in the, uh, she's in the, in the office and I'm up in the studio. And so, yeah. Um, and I'm very emotional when it comes to animals. And so it's, this is a perfect fit for today's guest. Her name is Jill, uh, Judy Wilkins Smith. Judy, are you there? I am so there, and what's funny is I'm in Tyler, Texas. I didn't realize you were in Dallas, Texas. Oh. So I'm in Texas, too, and a big fur friend person. It's the one time you'll hear me get emotional. I do not like any of my furry friends to not be good. Oh, yeah, so, me too. I'm yeah. so emotional about it. So I looked in this little doggy's eyes at this place yesterday. That Mar- I did a I terrible job. I did a terrible job being undercover. I was, like, citing numbers of how many animals were destroyed last year. And, and so it was kind of funny. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, I love that about you already. I can tell that I'm in good hands, and this is going to be a powerful show with Judy Wilkins-Smith. Let me tell everyone who you are, though. Read your bio. She is a highly regarded organizer 
organizational, individual, uh, and family pa- uh, patterns expert. She has over 18 years of expertise in assisting high-performance individuals, Fortune 500 executives, and legacy families to end limiting cycles and refa- reframe challenges into lasting breakthroughs and peak performance. As the founder of System Dynamics for Individuals and Organizations, she collaborates with individuals and corporate decision makers to implement innovative whole system design elements, ensuring balance, appetite for excellence, passion, and sustained success. She is the author of the book we're discussing today, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, A Powerful Guide to Transformation Through uh, Disentangling Multi-generational patterns. Uh, her website is Judy Wilkins smithcom That's Judy Wilkins smithcom or on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Judy Wilkins Smith. An honor and a pleasure to have you with with us today, Judy. So you know what? Let's let's start with this. What is emotional DNA that you talk about in your book, decoding your emotional blueprint? Okay, so first off, everybody knows they inherit their physical DNA, right? Right. You don't necessarily know how you inherit it, but you know you do inherit it. Well, in much the same way, you inherit emotional DNA, and that's your patterns of thoughts, feelings, actions, reactions to different situations. So your thoughts about money, your thoughts about leadership, your thoughts about relationships are not necessarily yours. They may have begun in the mouths and the bodies of your ancestors. Mm -hmm. So this is something that you inherit. And there are, there are many studies done about this, epigenetic studies that also show you, the way you inherit them is you have an event. And it doesn't matter what the event is. If, if it's significant for you, it creates an impact on your system that becomes a blueprint for generations of subsequent reactions. In other words, we inherit it and we keep doing it. Wow. That's fascinating. I don't know. I'm t- I was thinking back on my family. And my family, you know, I don't know. My mother wasn't very emotional, but my father was. And I don't, I don't remember my grandparents, uh, what they were. My, my mother lost both of her, ver- her parents very young. She was a, she was a very religious woman. Uh, and so, you know, I don't have a lot to go by. So for people that really don't have a lot to go by, other than, you know, go to one of these, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I call them a data DNA dating mining companies. But other than that, uh, is there another way to collect data without using um, one of these companies? Yeah. So in, in, you're talking about the genealogy sites. Yeah. And they're really yeah. good. But if you're, if you're not doing that and people say, well, I don't know my family system, what you want to do is timeline your own life because your own life is made up of a series of patterns that came from somewhere. Now, even if you don't know where that somewhere is, you can still begin to see the patterns of thoughts, feelings, actions, reactions. What do I think about money? What do I think about um, relationships? What do I think about leadership? How do I think about career? Those thoughts came from somewhere. So the the question I, I ask people, or the thing I tell people to do, is sit down and write down, take one topic, and write down everything you think about that particular topic. Mm-hmm. Then ask yourself, when did that begin for me? What was happening in my life at the time? What did I tell myself about that? What did I make it mean about me? And what did I make it mean about others? Mm-hmm. And then just ask yourself, is there anyone else in my family, if I know my family, is there anyone else in my family um, who I know has a similar pattern? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, and- Jerry. 
Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask Jerry what he's thinking. He's he's always thinking. I wonder what he's thinking about all, all of this <laughs> because he was adopted. And so that's another question, too. So ah. what if, yeah. And Jerry, I, I'm, my I'm, daughter was adopted. I, I, I'm finding, and I've said this many times about things other than this, but it's very strange what I inherited from them. I didn't know my biological family until I was 20 years old. But I have so many of my mother and father's mannerisms. Oh, wow. I had my mother's laugh before I had ever met her. Oh, my Uh, gosh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, things that I'll do with my hands around my face or when I'm resting my head on my hands or just the way I stand, things like that. So I can verify that there are things you would not think of that you do actually straight up inherit Wow. From your Jerry, parents. Perfect. You're, you've described it exactly. And when people say to me, how's it possible? I say to them, well, think about this. When it comes to physical DNA, you're not sitting down and going, where did that come from? You just mm-hmm. know it's there. Right. But it came from somewhere. The difference between emotional DNA and physical DNA is you can change the emotional DNA. So you're the evolutionary mechanism. You're the change agent for that to happen. Mm. No, it's fascinating. It is. Um, you know, so, you know, uh, Judy, why is it so important for all of us to know uh, our emotional blueprint? Because when you know what lives there, you also know why you go down bad paths. Because when you start telling yourself, I'm terrible with money, I'm mm-hmm. horrible with relationships, I'm not good at career. You've got to ask yourself, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. you understand what's in there, you can then go, okay, so this is what we've got. Now what can I do? If you don't, you keep swimming around in a stew you're not even looking at. Mm-hmm. This book is full of wisdom. It is. And, you know, I have to say, even in the opening and your dedication in the book, something really struck me because this is something that I, I don't think a lot of people think about it. And in it, you wrote, I, you wrote, you dedicated it to a lot of people. One of the things you wrote was, I dedicate this book to the ones in my family who, in their absence, absence, teach me so yes. much about family dynamics. And, 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 and a lot of people, I mean, you, you, there's so many things that you can only learn after you've lost somebody, right? And you, ha- and you reflect and you sit back and you think about, oh, my gosh, what, to, what would I say to them? Or what would I ask them if I, could, if I could bring them alive again? We can learn so much from our past, right? Well, there's that. There's also the ones who, who kind of exit the family or, or aren't part of or choose mm. to exclude themselves. Now, of course, Mm -hmm. they're still part of it, but they exclude themselves. And what you want to ask when they do is, who else did? Or what caused that exclusion? Mm -hmm. And what is the the result of that exclusion? So all the time you're learning. I I have a a particular sibling who chooses to exclude. But when you look at the sibling and you look at my grandmother, the pattern is identical. So Mm -hmm. now now it also changes things. You don't go... Well, it's all our fault or it's all someone's fault. You go, oh, nobody ever spoke about that. And when you don't speak about something or you exclude it, it creates a pattern. And here comes the pattern. Now we have a sibling like that. So it it also teaches you that there are patterns in your system. And are these patterns limiting or are they liberating? If they're limiting, you have a chance to change them. Mm -hmm. If they're liberating, you have a chance to amp them up. 
Yeah. Uh, a listener just texted me uh, and uh, they asked me for you if you could give an example of a topic to think about when you said we need to think of a topic to uh, explain oh, what we're talking, talking about. Yeah. Totally. I'm going to let's go with money because money hits everybody. Mm-hmm. So we, we know things like, and by the way, I'm teaching money later on this year at Disney World. Money deals. Really? But the reason, yeah, the reason I'm teaching it is this. Most of us have not good relationships with it. We have scary relationships with it, fearful relationships with it. We have contentious relationships with it or religious anti-relationships with it. And poor old money's just sitting there going, guys, I'm pretty good stuff if you just look at me nicely. So what I do is I say to people, take money. Write down everything that you think about money. Money is the root of all evil. It's love or money. Uh, it's money or um, education. And then start, begin to, uh, start asking yourself, is that helpful or is that harmful? Mm. When did I first start thinking that? What was happening in my life at the moment? How do I not want it to be? How would I like it to be? Mm-hmm. Does anybody else in my family have a similar pattern? Is it asking me to change my relationship to it? Because, by the way, money is not a commodity. It's a relationship. Oh, wow. Well, I, you know what? Yeah. That's a perfect segue. That's Because I, I, we have to go to break. We'll, be, we'll come back, circle around to that as soon as we come back. Everyone stay tuned. More coming up with Judy Wilkins-Smith. We are discussing her book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint. You are listening to One Life Radio, and we will be right back. If you missed the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at oneliferadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, barricade. <laughs> In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry and Judy Wilkins-Smith. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Judy Wilkins-Smith is a highly regarded organizational, individual, and family patterns expert. 
She has for over 18, or she has over 18 years of expertise in assisting high-performance individuals, Fortune 500 executives, and legacy families to end limiting cycles and reframe challenges into lasting breakthroughs and peak performance. She is the author of Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling uh, multi-generational, multi-generational <laughs> patterns. That's a mouthful. Her <laughs> website is judywilkins-smith.com. Or you can find her on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, at Judy Wilkins Smith. Right before the break, Judy, you said something that was quite fascinating. But we were talking about money, and you said that money is not a commodity. It's an idea. Can you elaborate on that, what you were trying to, what what message you were trying to get through to everyone out there listening? What I was saying is it's not a commodity. It's a relationship. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. And, and the way you show up for it is the way it's going to show up for you. So okay. if, if you're scared of it, if you... So people will often come to me and they say, you know what, I want to become really, really wealthy. And I go, okay, so tell me your thoughts about money. And they go, oh, you know, people who are wealthy, they lie, they cheat, they steal, they're greedy. And I go, oh, so actually you want to become a liar, a cheat, a thief, and really <laughs> greedy. And they go, no, 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 no. And I say, well... If you have that mindset, how are you ever going to be friends with money? Or they'll, they'll be paid really well and they'll say, but you know, I shouldn't be paid so much. And they will either give it away or they'll find ways to lose it. Mm-hmm. Or they will say, you know, love of money is the root of all evil. Not true, by the way. Lust of money, maybe. Love of money simply means you're a good steward of your money. Uh, or they'll say it's love or money. Well, I don't know who told you that, but it's not true. The poor thing isn't in opposition to anything. It's actually an and, not an or. Mm-hmm. Well, so and you inherit those thoughts. You inherit yeah. mom's thoughts when she said, don't yeah. be greedy. Don't have yeah. too much. Yeah, both of my parents were very generous, and I followed suit. Um, and, um, and I've had a lot of success in my life. And, of course. Um, so I don't know what, what, but but I do know people that have uh, bad relationships with money and have, uh, and sometimes I do think that there's a. I do think that we. I, I actually was, uh, and you can. I'll, I'll you know spill the beans right here on the air. You can tell me if this is a is this is a bad way of thinking. But I mean, I personally. Uh, and myself know how to make money without hurting other people, but there are a lot of people that don't care about other people, and they'll do whatever it takes. You know, they don't mind lying. I mean, multi. You know, the big corporations they they cause a lot of harm to the earth and humanity, and they don't care who they harm. And there are people out there like that, but I feel uh, to some degree. That we all kind of get, if you put it on averages, okay, so you, me, and Jerry, we all will probably get about the same amount of um, life on earth, right? The same amount of hours uh, that are available us, of us or to us to be productive. And so how does somebody get really, really rich and how does somebody remain poor unless they're doing something that's not good for other people or the earth? Oh, my goodness, no. no. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. In all corporations, and I notice this, we tend to generalize and say they do terrible things. They do. They also do very good things. There are some that do really, really good things. Mm. And, and so it's, in the end, systemically what we know is if you do terrible, terrible things, it may not be now, but in generations, it finds a way to balance out. Systems do that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of how do you do really, really good things, you love what you're doing. Yeah. You love your relationship and trust it with money. You make sure that you bring joy to others. So you're giving as much as you are receiving. 
And in fact, many, many wisdom thinkers will tell you this. You first give before you receive. In fact, even if, if you are spiritual or religious, you often find you're thankful before it comes. Absolutely. You're thanks before something appears, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's about, you know, it's about changing a mindset of you can only get rich by cheating. It's not yeah. true. No, I don't. I don't believe that. I'm. I'm a good example of that. I didn't get rich by cheating, and uh, you know, and I'm not as rich as people think I am. They judge it by my house. Um, <laughs> I... and, and you know what? And that's perfectly okay because what you're doing and what's important about what you're doing is if you're rich and you do it with a good heart, you're yep. teaching the world more and more that wealth, abundance, and mm-hmm. goodness, yeah, are possible. Well, Absolutely. You know, you made me think of something that I haven't thought about in a very long time. And it was after the loss of my nephew. Uh, He was the original founder with his wife uh, of the Grapevine Bar, which is a really popular bar here in Dallas. It's uh, anyway, it was very popular and it is still really very popular. In fact, they're moving it. But when we lost him at the age of 34, I was sitting in my kitchen one night and I was just, you know, missing him, bawling my eyes out and thinking, oh, my God, this is so tragic. It's just so tragic. And, and a thought came to me that love is what really makes you rich. Love is rich. And I never really did anything with it. But love is truly what makes you rich because you can have all the money in the world, okay? But if you don't have love and if you're not good to other people, you don't feel good. Or at least you, you shouldn't when you, when you, you don't enjoy it. You don't, right. you aren't, you aren't generous with it. And uh, gosh, there's nothing that's a bigger turnoff to me than someone who's really greedy personally. On all of my uh, social media profiles, I end all of them with thanks to my friends and family. I'm the richest yep. guy I know. Yep. That's right. Well, this is it. And this is it. And at the same time, it's so interesting that we, we demonize money. And it's so unfortunate because mm-hmm. yeah, I have this thought, and I've shared it many times with people. I, I think my, the money angel goes home at night, and it's sitting around having cocktails with God. And it says to, my, to, to God, I think you told me this was going to be a good gig, and I was going to be loved, and people were going to enjoy me, and they were going to use me for abundance and great things. And I've been spat on, reviled, squirreled away, fraudulently used, and God go, look, looks at him and goes, didn't I tell you it was when people could really see you and what you could do mm-hmm. that they would love you? Mm-hmm. And, and you really, yeah, no, go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Money, <laughs> money is a fabulous, fabulous flow. There's nothing nicer than being able to share, treat, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. all of those things. It's, it's fun. And so for me, when I've got that, I'm always so grateful as it's coming in. I'm excited. Because mm-hmm. I can see the things that I can do. And we haven't been taught to really be kind and wise stewards of it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you know, Judy, if you have a healthy relationship with money? Is there any uh, questions that you ask yourself? Uh, you know, and are they in the book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint? Uh, they are in the book. They're absolutely in the book. And, and what I teach people is is how to find out if you don't. In other words, you look at money or you look at the month to month and your stomach tightens or you've got to go somewhere and you think, oh, my goodness, um, do I have enough? Is it going to be okay? Will it be there for me? That means you're, you're having a relationship that's probably multi-generational, multicultural. It's a very big pattern mm-hmm. and you're sitting in the middle of it. But yeah. it's when you get up in the morning and you say, thanks, universe, thanks, God, and then you turn around and you go, thank you, money. You know what? I got to have a hot bath this morning. Mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. awesome. 
Yeah. I was it, totally, totally doing that <clears throat> yesterday on the way home. Like, seriously, before I even knew any of this was going to happen. I was driving oh, wow. home going, you know, it that, about how nice it is that I don't have to worry about, you know, I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to get some milk. I don't have to worry about budgeting that. Mm-hmm. I've got everything's paid for. Just took the cat to the vet. You know, there's gas in the car and I've still got some money left over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, you and money are having an adventure. And mm-hmm. that's really the, a, a, a new learning for people. Have an adventure with it. People say to me, so how do you become a wise steward? Give it a map as well. Mm-hmm. Show it where you want it to flow. And then don't go doing other things with it. First get it to flow there mm-hmm. and to work with you. And learn about your own emotional DNA with money. And mm-hmm. how to frame sentences exactly like Jerry said. Hey, I got to go and do milk. I got to go do the cat. I've still got money on the card. Yeah. I am. A, this is a good thing. Yeah. My new thing is, so I have a very dear friend. He might even be listening right now who is uh, going blind. Okay. And, um, and he fixes things for a living. And so it's been a very difficult process for him. Hopefully he will be able to recover and it won't get any worse than it is right now. But that's my new thing. Like, you know what, you got anything to complain about? Can you see, can you walk? You know, Absolutely. can you hear? Are your children healthy? I mean, those are the things that really matter in life because we know people uh, that have, that died with billions in the bank, but were they happy and were they able to, able to save their lives? And you no. really can't take any of that and you with you. You can't take it you any, can't. any of That's it with you. That's not just a cliche. Yeah. You yeah. can't. Yeah, you can't you take can't, it with but you. what you can do, what you can do. I mean, I guess you could. You could go to the ATM and, like, fill up your coffin with ones, I guess, and be buried <laughs> with it if you wanted to, really wanted to do it. Just to stick it to the man, so to speak. But here's what you can do with it. You can grow it as big as you possibly can because money is flow. Yes. And when money is flowing and you're flowing with it and you're bringing joy and people are understanding that money is wonderful, it's not terrible, and it's really doable. I, I will tell you guys, when I moved here, I walked out of my, my home country with pretty much the clothes on my back and mm-hmm. I was terrified. And it actually took me going on a money walk and, and talking to money to get myself back in flow. But was it worth it? I look at... I look at my family, I look at my daughter, I look at around me, and I'm like, I'm so grateful for the adventure. Wow. Money walk. That's my next question. Question: When we come back for break, what did I you ask yourself? I was actually kind of uh, curious. <laughs> what is your home? Well, well, we're going to save it. We're going to tease. Oh, we're going to okay, tease. We're okay, going to go to break because okay. um, I don't want you to get mad at me, Jerry. Jerry's always saying, "Go to break. Go to break." <laughs> well, <laughs> Texting you know, me. somebody's got to keep this thing on the rails. <laughs> yeah, I know. And see, that's where that's where Jerry comes in. You got to have different, you know, different people on your team. That that's his strong point, not mine. But I can't wait to talk about this when we come back. More coming up with Judy Wilkins Smith. You are listening to. One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Crazy Waters benefits have a history that runs deep. The legend is that in 1881, a woman who suffered from dementia would sit by the well and drink the mineral water all day long. People began to notice that the woman was not so crazy anymore. Had the well gotten rid of her crazies? The well became known as the Crazy Well, and people from all over flocked to this magical place. 
Back in 1904, the famous mineral water company began bottling and distributing its mineral water. The benefits of these minerals all feed your body and mind what it craves. It's a natural sports drink without all the disruptive artificial flavors and sugars. You can find Crazy Water by visiting their website, drinkcrazywater.com. That's drinkcrazywater.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. All right. (laughs) Everyone, welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry and Judy Wilkins-Smith, broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We are discussing her book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint. You can find her at her website at judywilkins-smith.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Judy Wilkins-Smith. Okay, right before the break, we were ta- you were talking about the walk that you had with money and the questions or thoughts that you had as you went on that walk. What were the questions that you asked yourself, Judy, on that walk with money? If that's a great, if, I don't know if that's a best way to pose this question, but you can take it from here. <laughs> sure. So what happened was um, we'd moved over here. My father got killed shortly after we were here. And so, so we were in a bit uh, of a, a state. He was the one dealing with all of the immigration pieces and the money wasn't coming in. I mean, it was scary. It was one thing after another. And I went on a money walk. So, of course, my first thought is, is God going to hit me with a piece of two by four because I want to speak to money? Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. So I kind of kept going. I started speaking to money. And pretty soon I was having a conversation with it and telling it all my fears and all my concerns and all my sadnesses and um, then wondering how, I'd, how, how I could connect with it and suddenly realizing that as a kid at about four years old, three or four years old, my mom had had these lilies that she planted and they gave off these little seeds and I had harvested them. And even at that age, I realized if I gave her those, she could plant more and it would grow more, grow more, grow more. So I'd had a series of those kinds of things in my life. Mm -hmm. And I began to realize I'd had a relationship with money or flow since I was very small. I just Mm -hmm. hadn't realized it. And moving over here and, and being in a lot of fear, I kind of abandoned the relationship. So I, I really started talking about what my thoughts were, what my feelings were, what the actions were that I was taking. And I, and I realized pretty quickly I was in a scarcity mentality and it wasn't helping at all. Yeah. And began to have the conversation of, so, so what do I do for you to be here? How am I a good friend for you? What thoughts do I need to have that are different? What feelings? And it's difficult. You don't just turn them on. But what I've found is this, and it's really important. When the brain can tell the body a story that the body believes, and the two come together, so you get head, heart, and gut, and there's an alignment, there's a state of coherence, and you can feel the energy beginning to shift. You feel your whole body not not quite as heavy or as scared, and that's what happened for me. Mm -hmm. So suddenly I began, I I found myself crying, and, and then I found myself feeling lighter and happier, And on my way back, and I kid you not, there were people all over. But on my way back from the walk, I picked up a $1, a $5, a $10, a $20, a $50, and a $100. And that's when I knew, okay, money is not an inanimate object. It is a relationship. 
It is not a commodity. It is also not a commodity. It is a spiritual flow depending on your point of view and the way that you look at it. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. You know, even this morning when I went and got that dog, you know, it was a thousand dollars, and you know, a thousand dollars. They were originally asking twenty eight hundred, and um, but you know, it didn't matter to me. I would have paid the twenty eight hundred. I wanted to rescue that dog. I could tell this was that. It. He, and, and it doesn't matter. I was in flow with it. It's like, I'll, I'll make it somewhere else or the, I don't know. I just didn't even care. I didn't even think about it. I just so wanted you thought, to. Here is a life and that life is important. Yes. And here is the exchange. Here we go. Yeah. And I made eye contact with it, you know, and I was trying to, was trying to, you know, was, you know, yesterday I made eye contact with it, but I was trying not to get all emotional, no pun intended, you know, I tried yeah. to play it cool. But I was like, I'm last, last night, you know, when I was working on uh, just, you know, stuff around the house in the kitchen, I actually danced last night for a little bit, got myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to go in to all this darkness. I'm going to handle this tomorrow. And I decided to dance for a little while. And, uh, and uh, I, I helped me sleep better because I put it out into the universe and whatever exactly. what was supposed to happen was was to happen. And I was prepared to pay twenty eight hundred if I needed to. I my goal was I'm getting that dog out of there no matter what. And um, and so yeah, there you go. But you know it's very interesting. In your book, you I, I love this, and I know I'm totally switching gears here. But you, I'm reading in your book in the introduction introduction still, uh, and I perused uh, through the the rest of it as well. But um, uh, you wrote in here that I have had clients who unconsciously stand on one leg. This goes back to kind of what Jerry said when they're just waiting around. Uh, when I pointed out and asked what or excuse me, which of your parents is absent from your life? Who uh, whose support do you not have? And, and you write that they are uniformly shocked to realize that their bodies have been shouting at them to awaken their precarious unsupported position their entire lives. Can you tell us about that story and why you put it in the introduction? I find it fascinating. Oh, absolutely. I, hold on to that story for me for one second. Okay. And I'll come to it. But I want to go back to the dog. Okay. this is all about emotional DNA. What you did was there, there may have been a set of thoughts, may have been, that said that's expensive, but I guess I'll do it. Da, 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 da. But the thought of that dog and rescuing that life was bigger mm-hmm. than your your um, objection to it. Yep. And so you pulled it past all of the excuses and all of the reasons to not do it. That's exactly how emotional DNA works. Mm. We have all of these reasons and excuses, but if we create an adventure that's strong enough on the other side, it'll pull us past the excuses into the adventure and into the new emotional DNA. So that, oh, wow. that's important. I'm so glad you went back to it. That is important. It's very important. Yes. Now, the story about the leg. I had somebody (laughs) who came to me, and uh, they were standing on on their left foot the whole time with the right foot tucked up. And eventually I said to them, so tell me about your father. And and the person went, oh, him. And I went, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. And uh, she said to me, well, when I was about 18, I was raped. And I went to my father and he said to me, you stupid girl, I taught you better than that. And I haven't spoken to him since. Wow. And I said to her, okay, you have a son. And she said, yes. And said, I've watched him playing. We were were in the garden. And he's, he's really kind of rambunctious. He's all over the place, just like little boys are. 
And he, was, he wasn't listening. And I said to her, what are you going to do if he runs into the road? She said, oh, there will be problems. I will tell him, what are you thinking? I taught you better than that. And I said to her, really? And she went, oh, my goodness. Mm. My father wow. was trying to look after me, wasn't he? And I said to her, yeah. And you haven't spoken to him for 12 years. Wow. And you don't have his support. She says he'd like to give it. I said, but you don't take it. And that's why you stand on that leg. Mm, wow, that's a powerful so story. We're telling ourselves this all the time. I had another one that for me is equally powerful. Somebody who came to see me in leg braces. And um, she said to me she'd been wearing them since she was about 14. Um, I just want to check. When I say leg braces, everybody knows what I mean, right? Because right. I said leg irons once they didn't. In yeah. South Africa, we call them leg irons. So she came in in braces and I, I asked her what was going on. And she said, well, she said, you know, when I was about 14, there was a situation and um, she said, my mom and dad came. Uh, no, I heard fighting. I came down the stairs to the landing and they were screaming and they said to me, choose which parent you're going to go with. Oh, my God. Yeah. And wow. she says, my legs buckled. And I said, yeah, you lost your support. So, she, so I said to her, but you made a choice. She said, no, I didn't. I said, yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Who did you choose? She said, I chose my father. And she started crying. And she said, you know what? And then he died a year later. And I had nothing. Wow. And I wow. said to her, the, the choice that you made wasn't kind. But you literally showed it in your body. So what I did was I said to her, can, we go, can you go back to that landing? And she said, sure. And we went back to the landing in her mind. And I said to her, can you see what's happening? And she said, yeah. And I said to her, can you look at your parents? Sure. I said to her, tell them. I'm too small for this. Now I choose you both. Mm, wow. She doesn't wear leg braces anymore. Wow. That is so powerful. It really is. I am really enjoying this conversation with you. Uh, and you don't live that far from me. I might just drive out to Tyler and have a cup of coffee with you sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be oh rose season soon. Yeah, I know. That's it right. Is. And, and uh, yeah, my daughter's in Richardson, so we could absolutely have oh. that cup of coffee. Oh, I would love that. I would. But we've got so much more to discuss. And if you're just now joining us, uh, we're going to go to break, but we'll be back. We are speaking with Judy Wilkins-Smith. She is the author of the book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, A Powerful Guide to Transformation Through Disentangling Multigenerational Patterns. Her website is JudyWilkinsSmith.com, and we've got more coming up with her. Stay tuned, everyone. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. Hey everyone, I have to share a story about how amazing TerraFlora Advanced Care is for gut health. So my friend Liz contracted a debilitating intestinal bacterial infection about a month ago. Her doctor told her she could have died if left untreated. He prescribed a strong antibiotic that treated her infection, but unfortunately left her with terrible stomach bloating along with other intestinal issues. I recommended that she take TerraFlora Advanced Care to help her replenish the good gut bacteria lost by taking the antibiotic. Liz said she could tell the difference in her gut immediately after taking the advanced care. Her stomach bloating went away and she could feel her gut working the way it's supposed to. She says TerraFlora Advanced Care has been a game changer and she won't go without it. I hear stories like this all the time about TerraFlora Advanced Care and all the TerraFlora probiotics. I have been taking them for years myself, and I encourage everyone to visit Enviromedica.com to see their full line of probiotics and find the one that's right for you. That's Enviromedica.com.
We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. <laughs> oh, I'm loving the music. As always, <laughs> Jerry Caldwell. <laughs> Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry and Judy Wilkins-Smith. We are, we are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. She is the author of this wonderful book I'm holding in my hands, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, A Powerful Guide to Transformation Through Disentangling and Multigenerational Patterns. And so, gosh, you know, I don't know where to go next. Uh, can we talk about constellations? How about constellations? You, you talk about that in your book uh, in, in depth. But what, 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 what do you want people out there listening, Judy, to know about family constellations? Okay, so things to know about that, well, constellations in general, whether they're family or organizational. A constellation is a, a good description of it is this. You would come to me with an issue. Now, if you were at a live event, so let's take a live event, you would sit down next to me, we would talk about the issue, and we would decide what are the components or members of that issue. So let's say it's relationships. Maybe we choose, you're struggling with relationships, so we choose a representative for you, relationships, mom and dad. And then I ask you to give me a picture of what it's like using those representatives. Just place them for me. So you're giving me a 3D image of what you hold in your brain. Mm -hmm. So a constellation is a 3D image of what's inside. Now, when we see those, you're now seeing it, hearing it, touching it, walking through it. So you're doing a 3D interaction with this issue that you have or this piece that you want to explore. And we use all of your language around that to see those thoughts, feelings, and actions that have you stuck and where they came from and how they've affected you, and what we can do to reframe them. And because we're using multiple senses, and because you're walking through it, your se the multisensory um, experience becomes an embodied experience, which then translates into a rewiring of the brain and body in the moment, mm -hmm. in the instant. And so you'll see people jolt. It's almost like that well, it is that, that aha moment you talk about, mm -hmm. but it's very quick because it's in person and it's at the time. Now, you can do the same thing at home using paper. And you asked here, why is it beneficial to have to do them on paper? Same deal. The minute that you take the parts of what it is you're trying to look at and you place them on paper, instead of trying to figure it out in your brain, you can see the relationship between the different members, who's engaged, who's disengaged, who turns away, who's further away, who's closer in. So now you're starting to see and hear and understand things that you never could because you were trying to make meaning in your mind. So we're quite literally making the invisible visible and the unconscious conscious. Mm. I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, is, you watch people, it is a blast. People have a blast. Yeah, I bet. I want. I do. I mean, it sounds so fascinating. Knowledge is power, especially personal knowledge about yourself. The better you understand yourself, the better you can be at everything that you do, right? And that's basically the foundation of decoding your emotional blueprint, right? Totally. And it's also understanding that you are an adventure in process. You uh. are not, you are not a train wreck. You never were. 
We've been taught to think that way. We've been taught to think that things like suffering are noble. No, it's you as an adventure in process. And when you begin to look at things that way, you will never be stuck because you will look at everything and know there is a gift. Your, your friend who's, going, who's had the blindness issue, mm-hmm. the first thing that popped up for me was, I wonder what part of him is becoming sighted. It, the part of him that is becoming what? Sighted. More sighted. Oh, yeah. okay. Which, which sight or which sense is waking up in response? Mm, oh, I see. Oh, wow, that's fascinating. Uh, and I, he's probably listening. Uh, he, he listens to the show regularly, um, even when he, you know, even when he's working, uh, uh, you know, which he typically would be this time of day. Um, and he's a wonderful man, too. And, uh, yeah, it's very sad, you know, when you see people suffer like that. So what you're saying, though, is that even though we suffer, we all suffer in some way, right? Those are the, that's life, right? Or the universe or God teaching us the lessons that maybe we need to learn, right? Before... No. <laughs> no. Yes, no. No. Yes, no. Yes, no. So the yes is absolutely what it's doing is God, the guides, the universe, drawing your attention to, hey, here's something that needs to be paid attention to. Okay, or addressed. Now, what I say to people is this. Suffering hits everybody, just Mm -hmm. like you said. Mm -hmm. It's what we do with it. If you keep stewing it in it, suffering is stupid. But if you work with it, it becomes something very different because you will find the gift in that. You have two people who have an accident. Both are paralyzed from the neck down. One says my life is over. The other one says my life has just begun. They're both mm-hmm. accurate. Mm-hmm. The, I'm, you're making me think of the famous saying that out of something bad always comes something good or where the Lord closes uh, a door, he opens a window. Those would both quit up, trying right? to open the door he closed. The what? I said, and quit trying to open the door he closed. Right. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. This is such fascinating conversation. Jerry, do you want to ask Judy something? Uh, we've got about five minutes left. Well, I wanted to ask you about uh, Disney World. Uh, you've got, you said you're at Disneyland. You have, a, you have a, an event coming up at Disney World? That's interesting. So Disney World. Yeah, Disney World. It's my okay. money DNA one, and it's, it's going into. So what is your money DNA? Where did it come from? How does it express how do you elevate it? How do you begin to reshape it? How is it of service to you in the world? And it's four days. It's November 5th through the 8th. It's four days that you take to go very deep. It includes park tickets, by the way, because <laughs> Disney is magic. And it if is. you want to find the magic in your soul, you get the chance to work very deep in your soul and then go and play at night and mm. understand what happens when a man follows his dream no matter what. Yeah. No, I love that. I'm Gosh, trying. maybe let's go. <laughs> Everybody, I, I would I love to have you. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, you know, you you were speaking. There's my my head's all over the place with this. Uh, uh, but you were speaking earlier about you know when you when you're doing what you're what you what feels good, or you're doing what you enjoy and what you love, the money will follow. I mean, that's what happened to me. I wasn't. I didn't work hard to make. I mean, yes, I worked hard to pay my bills, uh, and many months counted my change to pay my rent. That's one of my little sayings that I use because I literally did have to do that for quite a quite a time in my life like you I took everything I owned uh, in a duffel bag uh, at 18 years old and moved to Europe you know and went on wow. that adventure and um, and and learned so much about myself in the world that I, I couldn't afford to go to college so that was my form of education along with my Catholic education that I got um, and uh, 
you know, uh, but but uh, I'm all over the place here. I'm trying to refocus. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to kind of stop you right there because you said, if you do what you love, money will follow. No. Yeah. If no? you do what you love, money will accompany you if you okay. invite it. If ah, you invite it. I love that. I love that. Yeah, it, it, so many people put so much emphasis. Do you have to, like, send it a gold-leafed invite? <laughs> I mean. No, but Terry, you sure have to. Think about it this way. Money is a friend. Would you say to your friend, oh, by the way, if you want to come, come? No. You say, hey, we're going to have an adventure. Come, let's play. Invite it. Mm. Fascinating. So let me ask you this before we go off the air, and I would love to have you back anytime. It's been really great having you on the air with us, and I and I can see why your book got such high, uh, you know, uh, accolades. It's a it's very interesting all of this conversation and just your perspective. But uh, you know, who I, I say I was going to say who can most benefit from your book, and I think that would be everyone. So I just answered my own question. But um, uh, what do you want to say? You have the floor. I'm just going to give okay. you the floor for so the next couple minutes. Can- Great. Who can benefit? Yes, everybody, because here's the deal. Your life is a work in progress. You can have as big of an adventure as you want. You are a remarkable life if you simply know how to see it. God, the guides in the universe are always in service of you. They always have been. You are not a train wreck. It doesn't matter what age you are. Now is the time for your adventure. This book shows you how to practically take the steps, have the adventure, and create an incredible mm. life. And by the way, you owe it to the world. I, d- I believe that. You do. You have a purpose for being here. And uh, if you're here, there's a reason for it, right? The world uh, needs more of me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, well, you know, Judy, you have an event coming up in February. Uh, uh, it's called Decoding Your Emotional DNA and Shamanism. Where is it? Uh, is it here in Texas? No, actually, I have two. So I'm going to tell you about two. The one. The shamanism one I'm doing with Temple Hayes, who's very well known, mm-hmm. and that is down in Santa Barbara. Okay. I do have relationship DNA on the 24th through the 26th of February, and that is in Dallas, Texas. I will be there. I could use a I little relationship. In- <laughs> Decoding, if you will. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So great to have you with us. Judy, thank you so much for taking the time to jump on the air with us. Today, everyone, I encourage you to get a copy of the book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, A Powerful Guide to Transformation Through Disentangling and Multigeneral Patterns by Judy Wilkinsmith. Judy, thank you again. All right. I would love to come back. I can't wait. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks uh, at your event. All right. You get one body. Yes, you too. You get one body. You get one mind. And you get one life. Decode it, everyone. (laughs) You get one life.